is Shivani here, and I'm going to interrupt these two slapdicks to thank everyone who listens to WHW each week. And thanks to all of you who have bought a t-shirt at LoisRules.com. Remember, with every shirt purchased, Tony will eventually call you to thank you for the purchase. So make sure when you see no caller ID, pick up. Could be one of those dumbass robocalls, but it could also be him. He will call, we promise, eventually. Lots of shirts to choose from at LoisRules.com. My favorite, the Lois Rules shirt. Or you may want to get the low-key big hog, which I know firsthand has nothing to do with Tony. Or the Bill's Glass Bottom Boat Tours, which is sick. Sick! Plus, suckers got to know. Damn, I'm good. And that one's mine. And hashtag NFLTG. Damn, I'm good. Also, there is the new popular Slapdick Nation and the ever-popular Tommy Young. Uh, that's... You say it like this. Tommy Young. I'll let you handle that. Remember, all t-shirts from LoisRules.com are part of the Pro Wrestling Tees, and we thank you for making our store one of the most popular out there. So, log on to LoisRules.com this week and be part of the fun. Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man. How fired up do you think I am after this weekend at uh, C2E2 in Chicago and uh, the great show that we had? And I, I just, uh, I, I'm just pumped up to be a part of Conrad Thompson's empire. I'm pumped up to be a part of What Happened When for all of our great patrons out there on Patreon, wherever you are. Damn it, we love your ass, don't we? Well, I don't know about your ass, but we do love you. And I'm sure Efren is pretty fired up about your ass, but we had a great time at C2E2 and you sent me a text message over the weekend that said, dear God, please book us in every comic con in America. I'm in heaven. This is effing awesome. Yeah, it, it was, it was great to walk around the floor and see all the characters. And I got one of the great Superman, uh, cartoonists to sign some, uh, prints for me. Uh, and, uh, I just, uh, I just was, I was living the life and, uh, 
you know, we were right there next to pro wrestling tees, our good friends there and got to see them, got to see CM Punk. I uh, got to see our buddies, uh, the young bucks as well. And we just, uh, and Eric and I had a great time signing autographs and meeting fans and, uh, damn, we had a great time with the show. I had a lot of fun with that. So it, it was just a wonderful weekend. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know what to expect. I, I'd never been the one. I didn't know what to expect, but I'm, I'm in it full force now. Big guy. Well, I'm glad you liked it because there for a little while, I thought you were going to go drive truck for Atlas van lines. I mean, I know they've been hiring nationwide, both OTR and they have some regional positions available. And I know they were looking for team drivers, solo drivers. And even if you own multiple trucks, it's like, come one, come all there at Atlas. And they're talking like 2,200 to 4,000 miles a week, which I know is perfect for you. And their motto is if you're willing to keep moving, they've got the work to keep you moving. They even start folks at 143 to $197,000 on average per year. That's your income potential. Your very first year, depending on which of the three divisions you drive for. That's pretty straight up, dude. I mean, that's a lot of money, especially for your first year. And your home time can be seven to 10 days, depending on your routes. All your tolls are paid. They even have the optional maintenance program to boot. And not just stick haulers, but they do that too. And I was talking to Brett the Hitman Hartman, and he is ready to hook you up if you're listening right now. If you're an owner operator, give him a call today. Whether you're new to the industry or ready to ride off into the sunset, go new places with Atlas. Speak to a recruiter right now at 877-778-6959. That's 877-778-6959. Or Conrad, you can check them out at facebook.com slash driveatlas. That's facebook.com slash driveatlas. Or visit www.driveforatlas.com forward slash wrestle. Again, www.driveforatlas, the number four, atlas.com forward slash wrestle. Uh, but the best way to get a hold of Brett, the Hitman Hartman, is 877-778-6959. You decided against driving for Atlas for now. You're going to stick with this this whole podcast gimmick a little longer? Podcast gimmick I'm loving, uh, especially if I get to go to uh, Comic Cons like we did. And I know there are Comic Cons all across the country. I know there's big one in, in San Diego and in uh, New York City, here in Atlanta area, Dragon Con. I'm on the I'm on the train, man. But more than that, we want to let the fans know that uh, we're going to be around uh, New York City and Brooklyn at WrestleMania time, aren't we? Man, I'm fired up about that. It's going to be uh, another super show with you and Eric Bischoff. Tickets are on sale right now at whw83.com. It's just steps from Barclays Center right before the biggest Monday Night Raw of the year. What are you waiting for? If you haven't already, go to whw83.com. That's whw, the number eight, and the number three.com. Tickets are just 39 bucks and you're just a handful of steps away from Barclays center. So you'll be able to come see us and then just walk right over to raw, man. It's going to be awesome. Don't leave New York area. If you're going for WrestleMania without checking out what happened when in 83 weeks in a combo show, which I know you had a lot of fun with this past weekend. Yeah, I I had had a great time with Eric. Well, he, he told some great stories. We had so much fun. The fans were so responsive and, and he told some. Some stories I never thought he would tell. I mean, it, it didn't some of those things he said shock you. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yikes. I never thought th- those would get out in the open, but I look forward to that. Now, people were wondering, uh, are you and Eric kind of, uh, going at a little bit, you know, but butting heads, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a part of the, a part of our past, uh, that probably needs to go unsaid, but if he wants to bring it up, 
I'm I'm not going to back down at all. I'll I'll dive right in. So, I, I go in. The, I went into this thing with Eric, thinking, you know, does he want to mix it up? I mean, physically, I can't mix it up because he's, you know, he's a black belt guy. But uh, if he wanted to mix up verbally, I'm I'm ready to go. So if he'd like to get into it at uh, in uh, Brooklyn, by the way, the name of the uh, uh, the place where we're going to be is Littlefield, which is at uh, 635 Sackett Street in Brooklyn. Uh, wherever we're going to do our show. But if he wants to mix it up, you know, Conrad, you know me. I ain't go back down from shit, man. Well, I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited that you've accepted the challenge today. We're going to watch along a very special Monday Night Nitro. Uh, get in your way back machines. And let's talk about the Nitro from 19 years ago today. If you're listening on Wednesday, it went down on March 27th, 2000. It's the Spring Break 2000 episode, which is kind of fun. But this is an interesting show because this is really the last one before you guys took a, a, a week to just show clips. And then mm-hmm. you returned where both Nitro, or I'm sorry, rather Bischoff and Vince Russo were sort of hitting the reset button right. on WCW. So it's a weird time where this is really the last solely written by Vince Russo, but he's got the chains and shackles on from Sanders and Practices. Next week is a clip show. The following week, it's the, uh, the sort of reset button for WCW where all the champions drop their belt. So fire up nitro number two thirty six on the WWE network. And speaking of WWE, this week's episode of what happened when is brought to you by WWE Supercard season five, step into the squared circle with rectangular cards. WWE Supercard is the collectible card battle enjoyed by millions and millions of WWE fans featuring your favorite WWE superstars, legends, and more like the rock stone cold, Steve Austin, AJ styles, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, and Ronda Rousey crush your opponents in real time player versus player matches, earn exclusive rewards in Royal rumble and elimination chamber matches and participate in weekly rotating events and even compete in the king of the ring tournaments to earn the top cards. Season five of WWE Supercard is available now for free in the Apple App Store, Google Play, and Amazon App Store. And for all of our loyal listeners, we have a special gift for you. Visit wwe.2k.com forward slash WHW. One more time, wwe.2k.com forward slash WHW to get your free card pack to help you boost your card deck and get a leg up on the competition. One more time, that's wwe.2k.com forward slash whw and you get a free card pack this is fun man i know you're into this and uh you played it over the weekend yeah uh, you're having fun with this right i'm digging it man i dig anything that has to do with the information age and being able to use your phone and having a player versus player match i'm just i'm one of those guys and i'm, I'm really into wwe Supercard season five you know the rocks and stone cold steve austin's in it it's just uh, it's a lot of fun so again it's wwe.2k.com forward slash whw get a free card pack how about that maybe to boost your card deck with that free pack you get from us well listen let's get fired up let's get going here on what happened when number 236 for nitro uh, if you're like me and you're watching on your computer you can simply go to uh Shows and then Vault and then WCW Monday Nitro and then the year 2000 Nitro number 236. Do you think Lois is awake and sober? Can we get her to give us a countdown? She's not only awake and sober, she is so excited her husband's back after being uh, four days in Chicago. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. 
So let's bring in Lois and see how excited she is about having me back. All right, Tony. I'll give you your countdown under one condition. You never wear that mask again. That Batman mask looks ridiculous on an old man. That mask you got at C2E2, never wear it again. You want your countdown? Take it off. Keep it off. Three, two, one, play. Well, we open up with the grand WCW World Championship Wrestling logo. You know, it's one thing I didn't bring up to Eric about that logo and why in the world we would come up with something like that. But, you know, after uh, doing our, our spring breaks, Conrad, most of them in Panama City, uh, it's Panama City Beach. Here we are in Dave Silva country, South Padre Island, Texas. And I got to tell you, the fans here were crazy, not only that night, but that day as well. We were, if I can use the term, red fucking hot in South Padre Island. You ever been there before? No, I have not. I, uh, I didn't want to, uh, get pregnant. So I decided not to go there. Okay. Gotcha. But, uh, as you can tell from the pyro going up in the sky and, and the fans that were, uh, packed along the, I think that was a Sheraton there that we were at. This was a grand day and, and this was a grand day, uh, because uh, you, you mentioned this leading into this about the, the great unknown here. And we had been without uh, Vince Russo, who I guess had walked out of the booking committee because he didn't want to be part of the booking committee. We fought, we uh, didn't know how to light mean Gene Okerlund here, as you can tell. We'll brighten up on him here in just a second. A funny thing there, he's, <laughs> what he was doing, he pointed to a girl at the front row there and he said, my dear, looks like you're very proud of those. My hat's off to you. There you go. We've got a light on Gene now. But I mean, there was, I mean, they were smoking pot at ringside. There were girls showing us some things we probably shouldn't have seen at ringside. It was it was crazy. It was a crazy, wild fucking atmosphere. Wait, wait. What were they showing you? Boobs. Oh. Well, what's wrong with that? You said they shouldn't no. have been showing you that. I mean, no. we should encourage that behavior. Don't give bad advice on this show. Listen, no, I encourage that behavior. I think it's nice, but not when the television cameras are rolling. We're doing live TV on a Turner broadcast. Oh, my God. Now, this is a perfect 10 here, I do believe. At my pump. goodness. Wow. Wow. Man, that DDP yoga shit is legit. <laughs> yeah, can you believe? He must. He's a hell of a salesman. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, hell of a. And he must be well endowed, too. Whoa, you think? whoa, 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 bro. Why are you talking about dudes' penises? Well, I, I would ju I'm just trying to make sense of, of why. Well, let's just say she felt the bang. <laughs> my goodness they knew exactly what they were doing when they brought her out first to south padre island did they not oh my god did they ever uh and oh, man god. i had given up on nitro by 2000 but i'm gonna have to revisit some of this <laughs> look at Oakland. old man with a woody she's gonna bring diamond dallas page back here who had been absent from wcw and uh, this would be a great time to, uh, shill some dick pills right now, which would probably annoy Jim Cornette, but uh, we don't have to do that this week. So maybe old Jim will listen. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. he still in his closet in Chicago? Oh my God. Why are you doing that? I just wondered that, uh, Jim was at C2E2 sold out hanging from the rafters for his show as well. I know he had a good time and we appreciate everybody who came out and supported 
our wrestling initiative amongst a crazy comic con crowd. But yeah, he uh like the baby face here. What the hell's going on? He uh he came out pretty publicly last week and said that yeah. he would never shield dick pills. Yeah. Which you and I gladly do every week. Speaking of dick pills, here comes one. Diamond Dallas Page strutting ass to the ring. Yeah, look looking looking pretty cool, buddy. Uh and uh so you know, uh two thousand very, very as as you talked about, very uh different time to be in WCW, but we were, this will be our last full year. If you think about this, I'm starting our last full year. Yeah. 364 days later, right. You guys were done. So exactly. That's weird to think about, isn't it? Oh, it is because there was still very much a pulse in the company back then. And I had talked to Eric Bischoff. I had just come from in, the earlier in the month, I had just come from, uh, I was in Vancouver to do the voiceover for a, a WCW video game uh, with EA Sports. And I had talked to Eric Bischoff on the phone, and he asked me, he said, what do you think of me and Russo together? I say, I, th- I think it's great. And, I, and it wasn't just being a kid's ass either. I, I thought it was great that Russo, who I thought was very organized about his thought process and about putting together a show, and Eric Bischoff, who I thought was a good leader, I thought they would work out very, very well. But as we have found out since then, they did not work out well. And as Eric said to us this weekend during C2E2, there is still a lot of bad blood there between those two. Yeah. Those guys do not get along, but you spent some time since we've, uh, done a show here with diamond Dallas page himself. You and I cruised over to his, uh, DDP performance center right yeah. there in Marietta, Georgia or Smyrna rather. Yeah, dude. Quite the, uh, quite the building he's built there, quite the facility and what a heck of a staff too. Yeah. He's got quite the business. He's going to expand his business. I understand. Uh, and, uh, we, we met, you know, his daughters work with him and it's, uh, he's doing it right. And since that time, Paige has been in touch with me because I've had back problems throughout my life. And I was telling him, we, and I got together and talked and. Uh, he said, I want to help you out with your back problems. I said, okay. And by golly, Conrad, the very next day he called me and he set me up with this guy that he knows to do a, a deep muscle massage. Now it's not nothing like the massage that you get in Florida, in Orlando with, with road warrior animal. It's a deep m- muscle massage. He set me up with this guy. Uh, he just, he's a, he's a giving guy, man. He wants to help out. He's just a good man to be around. And not only that, man, he was living large at this point in his life, wasn't he? Kimberly right behind him. You know, I don't think he's ever been short in that regard. He's always been a salesman. He's still a salesman. And we appreciate the hospitality last week. He opened up his facility to us. Like, uh, like we own the place and what a place it was. I, you know, I've, I've never been there before. I know you have, but the first time you see that you're like, I mean, you have to be a little taken aback by holy shit. This is bigger than I thought. Oh yeah. I, uh, it, it's a place where you can run a television show from. Oh, without question, as we like yeah. to say here on the show. What do you right. think he's saying here back in 2000, though? Well, he's probably saying here, it doesn't matter if it's Bischoff or it's Russo. The fact is, the girl over my shoulder to my right is all mine. Right. And I will get it three times tonight, maybe four times tonight before this. Oh, I'm, I'm going off. I've just, I, I can't pay attention to him. I'm, I'm watching her. Sorry. I, God, she was beautiful. 
great shot of the ramp here. A different set, of course, because you guys are on the road. And as beautiful as Kimberly is and as over as the NWO is uh, back in the day, boy, they really went off the rails here when they invited Jeff fucking Jarrett to be a part. And he's in his denim shorts like he likes it. <laughs> and uh, got a cutoff, listen up, slap nuts shirt and a bootleg US title. Not really a bootleg, but not the original US design made by Reggie Parks. This one instead. Uh, tried to uh, be copied and changed from a, a five-plater to a three-plater from Joe Marshall. I like the original U.S. title with that design better, the one that Sting and Lex Luger and Big Van Vader and Steve Austin and all those guys held. You know, uh, not that I ever thought I was a booker, Conrad, and not that I ever wanted to be, but I could have booked a great match for WrestleMania coming up in a couple of weeks if they would have let me. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. You're going to say Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. Yes, I am. Kurt Angle is going to wrestle Baron Corbin in his retirement match. Hang on. Just because it was set on TV, that doesn't mean that's really what's going to happen. You you know something that we don't know, maybe? No, I'm not saying that. I mean, come on, man. There's no fucking way that's what it's going to be. I think it'll be great. It will be a great angle. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, that's what I thought, so... uh, Anyway, old slap nuts himself is uh, backstage now. My God, Kimberly from every angle, roll tide. I so, know. So Jeff Jarrett is in phenomenal shape here. The, the, he always had go away heat with me in wrestling, and I don't know why. But like these fucking Bob Vila shades, he's rocking. I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> and if you if you wanted to punch him in the face, how many more wanted to punch him in the face? Well, you would say, well, that was the desired effect. But no, even when he was a baby face, I wanted to punch him in the face. My goodness. You know what we should have done? Whoa. Yeah. We should have uh, just said, yeah, let him talk, but let's keep the cameras on Kimberly. Did he just yank yank on his crank to him? He did. And he said, choke on that. Oh, good God. How about that? All right. So we're off. Why is Kimberly jumping? And can we get her to do it again? (laughs) I know why she's jumping. Kimberly hop up and down all you can. So the first segment's done. Take a look at your announced team here. Uh, with, uh, the world's sexiest big man, TV, sexiest big man, Mr. Mark Madden, who will also be at, uh, Sarcast. Both of you fuckers will be there. Both of our fuckers will be here. You know what? I, uh, it it was amazing. We were at Ric Flair's birthday party and Mark Madden was there. Yep. And had you ever met Mark before? I have. You had met him before you were standing there or you were standing there talking to him and I was watching you talk to him. And he was listening to you like, whatever you say, man, you're, you're a genius. Whatever you, I mean, you had his undivided attention, like no one's ever had it before. So, well, it's probably because, uh, he listens to our show and he's going to hear whatever you're going to say. Do you want to send a message to him right now? Oh, Hey Mark, always like working with you. You had plenty of heat from people I know, but I always enjoyed working with him. I thought, no, 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 no. Fuck that. Try it again. What do you want me to say? Well, just be yourself. Don't be that guy who just spoke. Okay. Hey, Mark, go fuck yourself, buddy. There you go. See, that's what people were waiting for. That's what people needed. Okay. Hey, so listen, let's peek behind the curtain. This is our first recording since we have had our low key, big hog 2019 get together here in Huntsville. Right. Give, uh, give your feedback very briefly about the uh, weekend and the interaction and the time I got to spend with some of our, our patrons on, on Patreon. I, I thought we had a, a very well thought out, 
uh, exciting weekend. We, we had great surprises. Tommy Rich, Ernest Miller, Tracy Smothers were all a part of it. They made run-ins, so to speak. We got to go to a comedy show. We got to go bowling. And we got to go, which I think in many ways was the highlight of the whole night, an independent wrestling show, Rocket City Wrestling, as a group. And we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it was, for the first one ever, I think it's really something great to build on. And I was very excited about that. Got to meet Efren in person for the first time. Got to see some of our friends who I've never met before, like I like Bo Giddens. JD was there. Uh, Joe Santiago was there as well. And I know I'm going to miss some more. Uh, Jeff Jewett was there. Uh, is this a man cow thing going on here? I believe it is. Jimmy Hart is choking out man cow. What the fuck? What's fun too is just this past week, Eric Bischoff co-hosted man cow right there in Chicago. Yeah. And how ironic that 19 years after the fact, uh, he's, he's in studio and, and here we're watching it from 2000. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Did you get the, did you get the feeling that, uh, by the way, is that young Kevin Sullivan in the middle or what? It sure does look like young Kevin Sullivan. Oh my God. The artist formerly known as Prince Iakea and Paisley. Oh, oh God. I wish he was just formally known period. Hey, can I, can I tell you something right now? See these three guys on the right. Yep. I have no fucking idea who any way these guys are. None. Why are you being like that? I don't know who these guys are. Who are these guys? I'm sorry. And they all may be big stars right now. I have, or have been big stars at their career, but I have no idea who they are. <laughs> oh, so the deal is artist. This is directly from the observer. Artist did a skit with three unknowns where Paisley picked his opponent picking Mike modest, which is going to be the guy in the middle. Right. Uh, by the way, I also want to mention about that, uh, man cow segment. Uh, they showed the angle to set up man cow versus Jimmy Hart at spring stampede where Hart attacked man cow seemingly for no reason. As the angle was explained to me ahead of time, man cow was going to bury WCW for being so bad, but they didn't make it clear what it was. And people in the company were very disappointed with the lack of publicity in Chicago doing the angle got. So man cow didn't hit a home run for you guys here. No. And we had man cow do a lot of things for us when we were in Chicago, we had him do interviews. We did interviews for his show. So I, I don't know what the problem was there, but you know, I was, I was watching that go down. I, I thought about, you know, with Eric this weekend, apparently, and this kind of surprised me. There was, there's just a little bit of heat with Eric Bischoff as far as Jimmy Hart's concerned. And I don't understand it. Sucker. Well, I think, you know, if you're, if you're Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake or Jimmy Hart, you're Eric Bischoff, everybody's vying for that best friend spot for Hulk Hogan. And he probably feels like he, he's already knocked off Brutus. He's already knocked off Brian knobs. He probably feels like if he can get rid of Jimmy Hart, then he's finally got Terry Belay all to himself. You know, we heard that, uh, I, I, one thing I remember about this show, well, I remember a number of things about it, but I remember about this opening match was that Mike modest was somewhat of a, uh, independent star out in California. Yeah. He actually I, appeared in the movie beyond the mat, uh, which I know is not really your deal, but right. he, he was in that. And, um, anyway, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I want to like, mention too, that, uh, well, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I could no, I, I was getting ready to say, and I, I of all the Prince, I can, uh, I K incarnations in whatever 
I like this one. I like this. Look, I like this entrance. Well, it's something, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's something you're right. It's purple. And you know, uh, let me hey. say this. And I want to stay clearly for the record. I have all the Prince Iakea incarnations. This uh-huh. right here is one of them. Thank you. <laughs> what is your problem with Prince Iakea? Fuck him. That's my problem. If you're allowed to hate Evan courageous, I'm allowed to hate Prince Iakea. <laughs> okay. And, and it's not the fact that, you know, he was mean to me personally, or he was rude or disrespected me or my family okay. or took food off the table. Clearly that's not the case. <laughs> no. no, it's just, you know, fuck him. That's all. I just had go like right now. I'd be changing the station. If I could him uh. and his stupid fucking pineapple, Willie haircut dressed like a fucking Prince Jack off. Fuck him. Whoa. Took a hell of a bump from modest that time. Didn't he? Well, I'm glad he's good for something. Okay. Hey, wouldn't you look, wouldn't you look at Benjamin button over there being our referee looks the same. No, let's, let's stop that lie too. What? He well, Charles Robinson he looks now? great there. Charles Robinson today. looks like the old man version of this guy here. He's elderly and he's been in my cocoon. But if I'm honest with you, I, I'm in troubleshooting the cocoon because I want to get it right for you and Eric and Bruce. Thank you. So I've just let him, you know, have a couple, have a couple shots at it. Yeah. Oh man. T-bone Tazplex drop him on his fucking head. Mike, come on, help us hey, out after, here. After this weekend, I think Eric probably needs more time in the cocoon, uh, than I do. Uh, allegedly he was in the cocoon 44 minutes longer than he should have been on Friday night. <laughs> That's what we understand. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, I, I thought this was just a great atmosphere. Did, did you hear the story, uh, about the, um, and I guess we can bring it up when we see buff later on the show, which is another one of your favorites. Uh, did you hear this ever hear the story about the, the wet t-shirt contest that happened and got everybody in trouble? Yes. But tell everybody listening. Well, I understand that it not only became a wet t-shirt contest, it became a wet t-shirt contest and became a topless contest. And then we found out that if I'm right, and you may have known something that I don't, that some of the girls shouldn't have been doing it because of their age. Oh, I don't know about that. I thought one girl showed her, uh, her no, no. Oh, okay. It became a bottomless contest. Too. I was okay. told that the, the idea was it would be a wet t-shirt contest and one girl in an effort to win decided to take the shirt off completely. Yeah. Right. And then another girl decided, oh, I ain't going out like that. Yeah. And took her bottoms off and, uh, shook her no, no. And when she shook her, no, no, uh, she won. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would think she did. Apparently no, no shaking is, is pretty popular there. Right. South Padre uh, Island. But you well, know, I know Dave Silva and that doesn't really surprise me because Dave Silva is like a baby face to all of our listeners, but behind the scenes, he's a sick freak. He does all kinds of weird stuff. And he, you know, he could have been there. I mean, he could have been like little 10 year old Dave Silva there that night. 10 Dave Silva's present day is 54 years old. Okay. So you well, just then, take 20 years off. He was 33 here. Okay. Whoa. Hey, you know, uh, boy, modest making a hell of a showing here. And of course we were probably too busy talking about something else. Whoa. Got a two count. Come down. What great shape Chavo's in here. Yes. He might is. be the best he ever looked right there. Absolutely. One. Two, oh, and a kick out again. Having a very competitive match to start things out. And who we got here? Oh, Chris Candido. Oh, man. This is going to make me sad. I love Chris Candido. I know we haven't talked about him a bunch here on the show, but yeah, 
Loki, one of my favorite wrestlers, one of the more underrated performers in the history of the business. And he's clearly slipping there. There's been some sort of spill. Yeah. And he's sliding all over the place. Oh, it's, so's Chavo. Yeah. Well, someone uh, threw their beer. What what a moon what is happening? I thought I said what a maneuver, but oh he got it. Wow. He should have won it with that. He did. And he did. That's the move that they showed as a finish on that Monday night raw tryout that he had way back in the day on beyond the mat. And, uh, somebody in the back said, oh, I'm stealing it. And he wound up making it on TV with it. Good for him. So Chavito brawling to the back with Chris Candido. Now they're going through the sand, Boy, I have an idea where this is going and you're, you're losing your mind here. Oh my God. What have we just seen? What is going on? They, they were throwing beer. They had to clean up the beer. They were smoking their dope. And look at, look at, look at, <laughs> man, we were, we were overselling this thing, weren't we? As only we could do. Where's the, uh, I wish I was watching raw sign. There, there was one in there earlier. It was a famous sign in that behind us, but you know, this was one of this was a location we'd never been before and never would go back to again. Oh Whoa, my God. <laughs> Right. <sighs> the Harris brothers here to talk about, uh, Nazism and the uh, third, right. Go ahead. Okay. Let me tell you something, little boy here. I've got on my left hand on my left arm. I've got a steel pipe and I'm going to take the steel pipe and I'm going to make sure that the third Reich rises again. Hail, hail, hail. Why do we let these guys do a, do an interview? I mean, they were legitimate badasses, but they were terrible interviewers. They got three bald fucks, three bald fucks doing a fucking interview. One shorter than the other. One of the three is dead. We'll be right back. Three bald fucks. That's pretty good. Thanks. Hey, uh, since we're talking about music, do you want to tell everybody who your, uh, your new favorite rapper is? Uh, my new favorite rapper is two chains. And you've decided you loved him so much that you adopted a new nickname for yourself. Do you want to tell everybody what that is? My name, my name is three chains, three chains, Shivani. I can't believe that's real, but Thanks. yeah, I introduced you during Loki big hog weekend to some two chains. Mm-hmm. And played some of his videos and you decided that he was pretty cool. Yeah, he is pretty cool. Look at Shane Helms. Uh, he is cool. Love his stuff. Uh, but there's a couple of them out there. I couldn't give you a flip for, but he's not one of them. I, I really like him a lot. Who's your least favorite rapper of all time. Uh, it's a Kodak black. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to say that you're wrong on that one. Yeah. Nice. Fuck. Please try, you know, fuck. And he's making millions, isn't he? Yeah. Doing real well. You see my girl there? Spice. My favorite nitro girl. I'm going to go to tnt.turner.com. See what's there. Okay. You want to guess? No. What is it? Not shit. Nothing? Nope. They shivanied. Yeah. Well, they're getting ready to, uh, Getting ready. To, oh, there was Stacy Keebler getting ready to do away with, uh, with Turner broadcasting. Yeah. How weird is that going to be? Mm. It's It's going to be weird. I don't give a fuck about them. 
man, this is, that's, that's a pretty good little video. Ed. watch out brother. Oh my God. How tan is Hulk Hogan? Yeah. No wonder he's the world was the world heavyweight champion. Look, speaking of not being tan, uh, Vampiro who's going to be at Starcast. Yeah. Fox's yeah. head out. Jimmy Hart. Who's also going to be a Starcast. follows. Hadn't been announced yet. A little spoiler action for everybody here on WHW. Hey, you know, uh, if you're walking down a hallway and Vampiro steps out and says, come on in here, would you, wouldn't you stop and say, what the fuck do you want? No, I'd shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, you just, Oh, Lord. I'd shoot him on sight. You just, they just, but they walked out. They walked back there with him. Like, as if to say, okay, yeah, sure. We're coming back. Yeah. If everybody watching was thinking what we're thinking, can yeah. we all agree? Fuck Billy Kidman. You damn right. Fuck Billy Kidman. Fuck him. Hey, congratulations. That Booker T is going to be a two-time hall of famer coming up. Two time. He and Stevie Ray. Two time. Lots lots been made. Two time. On social media. Two time. About Stevie Ray not deserving. (laughs) Be in the hall of fame. But I say Stevie Ray deserves to be in the hall of fame, man. Sure you do. Yeah, absolutely. Because suckers got to know. That's right. Absolutely. I ain't even mad at it, bro. <laughs> Here they come. Harris boys. The suckers mm. got to know. Yep. Big Ron with heavy D. <laughs> you, you don't like them? You no. Shit about them? Nope. Okay. What was about the Harris twins? You didn't like the fact that they were like maybe Not, Nazis. Uh, Nazis. Okay. Just because they had skinheads. You, you think they're Nazis? No, no, they have SS tattoos on their bodies. Are you serious? Yeah. You guys put them on TV and didn't care that they were skinhead Nazis. I'm just learning this. Yeah. Are you? No, it's real. Why would I make that up? That's a pretty serious it's, accusation. Well, to just freestyle well, yeah, it is because you show. make up a lot of shit, but whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. You make up a lot of shit about me sometimes. Okay. So, well, you know what? Let's make up another one then. You two are a Nazi. <laughs> see, do you see how that's different? Yeah, it is. Okay. Hey, yeah. But anyway, these guys, these guys are, uh, they're racist. They hate Nazis. I mean, they hate black people. They hate people of color. They hate, uh, they hate Dave Silva personally. They just, they just hate. They're, they're haters. They're haters. Right. In I the most, it. in the most sincere way. No, seriously. You can, I mean, I think you could even Google that. Yeah. Harris. Brothers, Nazi, WCW. Okay. What does it give you? Oh, okay. The Arrow Lucha CEO says Ron and Don Harris are not Nazi sympathizers. Okay. So. All right. Well, good. So the Arrow Lucha says they are not. Okay. But to me, you know, when you get like a Nazi tattoo. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not that, an expert, but. I mean, if that would be the last, I, I would think that would be the last that a tattoo anybody should get. I mean, I don't so, know why, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, you would think, I don't know, but you know, you and I, I mean, we're haters, but of a different kind. Yeah. We hate, we hate idiots. Well, and each other. Well, I hate it when you act like an idiot. I've never acted like an idiot to you. No, sometimes it's not an act for something. Why, Chad, what do we got here? Wait, why are you being mean? Okay, I'm just, I was looking. We got, was that Craig Pittman running down as well? I, I saw Stevie Ray come down, or Stevie Ray. 
And that's not Craig Pittman. That's Ahmed Johnson. That's Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. He ate himself, but that's him. Holy shit. Stevie Ray and Ahmed. Do you want to know, uh, Jim Cornette's favorite Ahmed Johnson promo? Yes, I do. Great. Googly moogly. (laughs) Wow. We got. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, everyone. I, I cannot recognize half these people who are, who are in this show today. I didn't even remember Ahmed. Who, who, who's the other guy? Who's this big dude? I got to play this for you. What, what the hell? There was a video game that the WWF put out. Let me start it over, but there's this great video game that WWF put out called Warzone. Okay. It's a shitty video game, but whatever. Those are details. Okay. Part of it is after you select a player or when uh-huh. you're thinking about selecting a player, they would have the actual wrestler, like cut a promo, right? You can't make out anything. This motherfucker says, here you go. This is Ahmed Johnson. I want you to recap when we're done. Okay. You're ready. What they're stupid. But you have to face. Cause it's time to meet the real superstar of the MMF. One thing we do. And no one going to come say you're sorry, Carlos. All right. So there's one. Okay. I got most of that one. I, yeah, I understood. I understood. You need insurance punk. There you go. Let's let's continue. Okay. All right. There was two. Uh, did he say something about body manure in there? Yep. Okay. Body manure. Hey, if you want to play like that, there ain't nothing between us but air our duty boy. So go ahead, bring your toys and get ready. You got to bring nothing on this earth that's going to save you from this That was number three. Here we something, go. Something chewy in the establishment. Oh, I, I, that he was pissed off that his on star was broken and he, he was really, uh, motherfucking the GMC people. Spe- speaking of, of motherfucking, here comes yeah. Hulk motherfucking Hogan. And man, how weird does it look when he's coming out with no wrist tape? That's a little thing, but he looks like way out of place to me for some reason. Yeah. You know what? It, 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 you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, Bubba the love sponge was here that day. Really? Did he bring yep, his wife? Was. Uh, what? Did he bring his wife? Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I sat and talked to Bubba and Hogan, uh, in the, uh, in a hotel room for about 30 minutes or so. Was his wife there? I, I don't know if she was or not. Whose wife Bubba's. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known her to see her. Why did you ask me that twice? Well, you said you were in a hotel room with him. I just wondered if she was there. No, By the just, way, what's up with his chest right there? He's got like Looks like he had a little surgery on his chest or something. That's weird. Hogan did or Gene? Wait, can you see Gene's chest? No. Okay, then maybe that's not it. Okay. I don't know. I was looking to look at this time. Please retire. Well, you know something, brother. I'm not going to retire. 
I'm never going to retire. As a matter of fact, easy E, Eric Bischoff's got me another big deal coming up. And pretty soon there's going to be a movie about me. And you know who's going to play me in the movie? Thor. That's right. Thor is going to play me in the movie. And he's going to have a hammer. And I'm not talking about just another Thor hammer. I'm talking about the thermos, man. I'm talking about my thermos. He's going to have it. Is it true that in, well, let me interrupt you here, brother, to say that we also now have Brian Cranston in the movie about me is going to play the role of Tony Schiavone because he's the greatest actor out there today. And we thought what great actor could play a guy who acted like he was a good wrestling announcer like Schiavone did. So we say it's going to be Brian Cranston brother. Who's going to play Tony Schiavone in my movie. And Thor is going to be also playing me. Now we ask who is going to play Conrad Thompson, the movie. And I said, Conrad Thompson has nothing to do with my past brother. Well, since Shivani's in it, we ought to book him. Well, then, then I need to ask you, who is going to play Conrad Thompson in your movie that's going to be obligated? We thought Dom DeLuise should play Conrad Thompson in our movie, brother. But Dom DeLuise, as you probably know, is dead. And what we, we need somebody alive to be able to play Conrad Thompson. So we're still looking or still trying to cast that. So if you have any idea who you want to play Conrad Thompson in our movie, or who you'd like to play Bruce Pritchard in our movie, or who you'd like to play Eric Bischoff in our movie, let us know. Now, wait a minute. You've got all those characters in your movies, and and what, what, who's going to play me? Uh, I mean, I look around, I don't see anybody here that looks like me, but uh, is there anybody who could, whoa, would you take a look at those movies? Well, brother, I know you want to find out who's going to play you in my movie, but right now I'm too busy looking at all the boobage that's around. That's right, I said the word boobage around here at South Padre Island, because here's the fact, man, that this movie is going to talk about Hulkster when he was young. This movie is going to talk about the beach bum before he became the big Hollywood star that he is now. This movie is going to take the real life Terry Bollea, uh, how do you pronounce name? Terry Bollea. And wait a minute, hold on a second. We, you mean, we're not going to talk about Hulk Hogan who made millions of dollars, who became a star in the WWE. We, we are going to talk about the kid who was the beach bum before you became wrestling. That's right, brother. Here's the deal. Before I became beach bum, I had this friend of mine, Ed Leslie, and he carried my pot everywhere with me, all right? And so I told Ed one day, I said, whenever we get a chance to make it big, I'll make all the money, you carry all the weed. And Ed said, whatever you want to do, just get me booked on top. And guess what? Here in WCW, we got him booked on top. How about that for a fucking rip? Now, where was, oh, I was talking about that Thor was going to play me in my movie. That's right. One of the great Hollywood actors of all time. Uh, you mean the guy that played the dumbass in the remake of Ghostbusters going to play you? Uh, forget that movie, Gene. That movie sucked. And he played just a dumbass. I'm talking about the guy who played Thor in those three Thor movies. Certainly a cool motherfucker who's just like me. And all these millions of Hulkamaniacs out there realize that I'm the one that they're doing movie about. Hey, would you quit looking at the girls and their boobs and quit punting and start looking at me here? Because I like to say, what you going to do when the Hulk Hogan movie runs wild on Netflix and Brian Cranston plays Tony Schiavone, brother? Do you have the scoop here? Is Brian Cranston really in the movie? No. Okay. No. I, you, know, not- you know that uh, the dude who directed Hangover is the director, Phillips. And you know that, uh, the guy who, who put together a star is born 
one of your favorite actors and mine. Yeah. He's the other producer with Eric Bitchoff. Right. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's great. No, I, I, I look at this boy. That scares me. Doesn't it scare you? The wall. No, that, that that's one wall that they'll never get over. Well, no, I, I just say that because my daughter, Laurie, who is a big movie buff and a big television, big time. She said, dad, you need to have Brian Cranston play you in the movie. I said, honey, uh, I don't think they'll have him, in my, but I was just trying to put it out there. And I said something to Eric Bischoff about it too, this weekend. No, you didn't. Oh yeah. I did. He said, have Brian Cranston play me. Yep. God damn. I got, we gotta have a talk. <laughs> Why? That's the fucking most Mickey Mark thing I've ever had you say out loud. Well, I'm just embarrassed to know you a little. Speaking of embarrassing, take a look at these four goofs. That's right. Even the goof holding the microphone. Wow. My God, Johnny, the bull big veto and Glenn bullshit. Gilberty. <laughs> Gilberty. <laughs> what I want to know is what's a guy like you running a shoe show in Las Vegas about why you, what the fuck? Why would you run it when I've got more on the ball then most of you motherfuckers will have. Do we know the gee gee? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always the interview. That's good, good, good. Who's watching this one? Nobody. Oh, the Nazis uprising. There they go. How did you not know those dudes were Nazis till today? I didn't know that. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, behind the, apparently something behind the door? <laughs> Are we going to have a match for God's sake? No, we're just talking, man. Oh, fuck. That's oh, here we go. Okay. Are these the Jung dragons? These are the, 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 the Jung dragons. And oh, there's Evan courageous and three count and out they go. And the young dragons take the dots and leave with them. That pissed me off. Wouldn't it leave with my fucking dot? Oh, we got a schmoz. Johnny the Bull and Big Vito. Who would have guessed? Who would have taken the schmaz? Yeah. Ninja Turtle, this motherfucker, down you go. Okay. Go get old commentary ninja and come back and see us. Here we go. Double team sending one in. Oh, fuck. I don't know if you can work that or not. That was pretty hard. That's what she said. Uh, thank you. <laughs> So it's like, ah, uh, Jesus. Hey, speaking of hard. Yeah. Why haven't we talked about Tylene Buck in a little while? I don't know. I mean, are you, I mean, you brought her pocket. You Whoa, brought, you brought, her, you brought her replica thing to Huntsville Un and then you wouldn't show everybody a replica thing in Huntsville and care and, and Casio had a whole theory. As to why you wouldn't show it. Cause I thought it was funny when Eric rotten crotch, and by the way, that's his real name yeah. sent you, uh, her replica <coughs> area. Yeah. And you said you were going to bring it and then you refused to show it. And Cassio has a whole theory that maybe that thing was, uh, not clean, worn out. Okay. I, first of all, I, I didn't bring it because you guys said 
well, bring it with you. And I'd already left. I, I was in Nashville, Tennessee doing other things. And so, and then you, you guys got all huffy about it and you said, well, have Lois put it in a damn pack and our box or something and ship it to you. Now, can you imagine going up to Lois? Hey, Lois, Hey, would you go up to my room and get Tylene Buck's pussy and put it in the box and send it to me? Hang on now. I mean, wouldn't that have been a great conversation? What the fuck your- else was she doing? <laughs> well, no. Well, no, the the answer is nothing to that, but then what's the problem? It, it would just be kind of an awkward conversation. Awkward for who? For me. Why? When the you fuck did you start you, caring what Lois thought? Yeah, but you don't tell your wife to go upstairs and get somebody's pussy and put it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you <know. laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> you just don't. I would think. But why not? I just didn't. I, I just stayed away from that because I have to, I'd had to, after Huntsville, I would have to turn around. And in fairness, I, I told you to go get John Michael to send it as one of the jobber Shivani's he's used to putting guys over. Oh, he could have put you over. Oh, oh so, Hey, speaking of putting over, uh-huh. that was one of the, your favorite lines of the entire weekend. Um, you happened to cross, um, a channel. They didn't like, intend on landing on. Yeah. And there was, uh, a little adult action happening yeah. on said channel. Yes. And I made the comment when he was, um, doing something special for her. Cunny lingus. Okay. All, All right. right. We're going to get technical here. Yeah. That, uh, he was putting her over. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those where the, the, uh, the Coke zero went up my nose when you said that. So, oh, you. You just casually said, oh, he's putting her over. <laughs> <laughs> just casually said it. Uh, I have to say that at your house, yeah, some interesting TV watching going on there. What does that mean? It just is. I mean, uh, that's where I got to. I found out about uh, two chains. That's and true. I did introduce you to two chains. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that fact, by the way. Right. And. Just interesting. Very interesting. It's also where you, uh, first were introduced to Kodak Black. Yeah. That's right. Why are you sleeping on Kodak? I'm sleeping on Kodak because if he can make a million dollars with, with music, any motherfucker can. Okay. There are, there are good, there are good, talented rappers out there who know what the hell they're doing. He ain't one of them. Well, that's hurtful. And plus he's a Florida Gator and that's double trouble. And look at this. The young dragons on Gilder birdie one. And that's it. That's over. The young dragons are winners. Uh Oh, here come the world tag team champs. Oh man. Didn't, uh, didn't, didn't Asians and Nazis get along during world war two. So this is kind of odd. What are you saying right now? Out loud? I'm just, I was just wondering. I don't Whoa! If they are the Nazis, you say they are. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> here's the deal. I've they're, never they're, asked them. I'm just saying, allegedly they had this tattoo. Let's just raw. Let's just bring Rick Flair in. Look at, look at Rick, man. Look, it's sunburn. We walk sting through a tent <laughs> with Vampiro. That's a pretty cool. Look, don't you think? Yeah. No, really. Vampiro and Sting walking together. Yikes. 
Girl in front. Was Spice. Melissa. You're a big fan of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she had Melissa, and I'm sure she still does, had the most uh, contagious smile. Whenever she'd smile, everybody would smile. And so you, you see, you thought I was going to talk about TNA there, didn't you? Tits and ass. Whoa, whoa, talking. whoa. I thought you were talking I, about impact when you said TNA. I, no. Okay. Tits. You thought I was talking about something sexual. I was talking about her smile. I didn't think you were talking about something sexual. TNA is like, you know, TNA, TNA. It's like, yeah, it's like, it. no, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, AJ right. Stop. Oh wait. All those guys are WWE. You know what I mean? Right. Rick, uh, looked little, uh, sunburnt there. We take you back last Monday to WCW Monday Nitro when Liz said, get out of the ring. My God, here comes Sting. And Sting came to the aid of Vampiro. So apparently Vampiro and Sting are going to wrestle Ric Flair and Lex Luger here. By the way, that Roby just wore to the ring I used to own. And you no longer do? Nope. Sold in an auction. It's gone. You know, your life is, is rather interesting. How so? Well, with belts and robes and all the stuff that you're into in wrestling. But when it comes to, uh, comic books and sci-fi and fantasy, you you don't give a flip about that stuff. Nothing. No, I don't care about it at all. But wrestling fans, as we have found out and comic book fans and sci-fi fans, a lot of times, most of the time are the same type people. But you're not one of those. It's either one. I just, I would think that, you know, cause like, you know, Dave Silva is, is like me. Dave Silva is a big comic book sci-fi guy. And the fact that you're not, is kind of head scratching. I don't know. That just, that's kind of weird. Nah, I think and you're weird. No, no, because, uh, you know, we, it was Eric and I were down on the floor at, uh, C2E2. Uh, and you were not, you were there just for the show. And I get that. Well, Luger still looked pretty damn good here. Didn't he He was sucking it all in there. You could tell, but he still looked good. But, uh, you all right. Yeah, man. How much, much liposuction and, oh, here we go. Jumpstart. Somebody's got a JR sign in the back. I didn't notice that. There you go. Some JR fans. Who, oh, by the way, Jr. and Bruce will be in uh, New York as well, won't they? They will. Right after uh, you and I finish with uh, Eric Bischoff, people can go to Raw, and then as soon as Raw is over, a couple more steps, and boom, you're sawed off right there at the last Bruce yeah. Richard Jim Ross live show ever. Wow. Hey, so also, uh, I think we should mention, I don't know if we should, and if we shouldn't, I'll go ahead and edit it out, but... Uh, we should mention that Eric and I are going to be at WrestleCon. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you're going to be there, right? I'm going to be there on Saturday. Eric will be there Friday and Saturday for WrestleCon. Uh, and we'll be, uh, saying hello, signing, uh, autographs, snapping pictures and getting to meet everybody. So it'll be the first WrestleCon I've been to in a couple of years. I'll look forward to that. That's so great. What? What's so great. Oh, that you're going. <laughs> well, thank you, Conrad. Anybody asked me, they said, Hey, what you doing this weekend? I said, I don't know. Ask Conrad. 
Because he's my man. What is going on here? Oh, okay, it's Sting and Luger. That that that's a very very that's a very difficult shot to follow there. I think this I, is where they uh, do like a pile driver in the ocean, right? E, yes, they do. I think they go out amongst the surf and do it. Huh? Get out of the way, Liz. Ooh, back body drop. You ever done a back body drop into the pool? No, I've never done a back body drop anywhere. Ah, uh, this year at the Conradison, I'm getting you to do a back body drop in the pool. Who, you go to back body drop me? Yeah. Okay. That that sounds good. Why don't we get? Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we invite Tylene Buck to come back body drop me? Look at the guy that's trying to deliver drinks, and he's laughing. Uh. That was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. You think we can arrange that? Yeah. Okay. I'll... Flair doesn't know what to do with Vampiro. <laughs> it's rare that Flair has a bad match. This is this is on that list. Yeah. How about Lex started to throw him in and then just sort of gave up midway through and Sting followed through, and just threw himself into the stuck house. <laughs> what? Oh, Liz hitting with a pizza pan. Oh, oh my God! What is that dip? No, it's like pudding. Pudding. <laughs> oh, oh, he put his own face in the nachos <laughs> and, and rubbed it in. He rubbed his own face. In it. My God, <laughs> this is the worst show ever. <laughs> well, no, it's not, but it's 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 up there. I would agree with that. This is not a good show, bro. If he puts him in the nachos, oh, and then the pudding. He should put him in the pudding. Well, listen, uh, uh, Russo wasn't there that day. I'm trying to make light I, of the silliness, but I'll stop. Let's just be very no. serious. No, Miss, Miss Elizabeth has passed away. Lex Luger is no longer in this physical condition. Sting has been born again. Charles Robinson bathes in a cocoon. He's still on SmackDown. Here, you getting ready to do, we're getting ready to see the, uh, uh, the pile driver in the, in the surf. He's oh. covered in pudding. It's covered in pudding. It looks like he was uh, watching <laughs> Channel Five Ninety Nine on Directv. <laughs> Something went horribly awry. Watch out! Surfboard! 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 Another one. Where, where are you at on the Beyonce surfboard song? Never heard it. What do you mean? Never heard it. You don't need to play it for me either. I take your word for it. Why are you being like that? Uh, cause I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I feel like I'm, you're saying mean things. No, I'm not saying I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. Last time you, last time you wanted me to listen to a song, we played some, uh, two chains and it was cool. Then you played some Kodak black and it wasn't cool. So the last time you played music for me, it wasn't cool. And I just would rather just, I would just rather call a, a guy with a white face and a, a guy covered in pudding. Battling in the beach. It's I mean, just, can I, all right. I know you don't want me to play it, but can I like send you some of the lyrics and you try to sing them along or something? Yeah, yeah that sounds good. You can do that. So you don't want to listen to it, but you want me to send you the lyrics so you can sing. Uh, well, yeah. Sometimes the lyrics are good. Okay. Well, yeah. 
check your inbox in just a minute and I'll send some surfboard lyrics to you. Surf. Whoa, there it is. Pile driver in the surf. One, two, three. And this match is over. But of course their partners, they didn't realize it. Did they? Cause they're still in the ring or are they, or what, what, what? Yeah. See, they're still in the ring or were these two separate matches? Who knows? Who cares? It's over. Oh my God. <laughs> Whew. What's what's happening to you right now? I, I don't know what's happening to me. This is fucking nuts. So one of the favorite things, uh, that I'm not going to have you say. Okay. Is Beyonce's talking about surfboard as if it were a sexual position. Okay. And she, she says graining on that wood. Okay. But you won't get the reference now, but I, I sent you some lyrics. Okay. And if you can just have a little fun with that, I didn't start with the beginning. I, I just let it sort of linger a little bit. Okay. So you think, all right. So the surfboard being a sexual position, would that be for the male or the female? Well, I mean, you won't let me play it for you. So just use your imagination. Okay. I haven't gotten it yet. So, but that's okay. We are, uh, having fun at South Padre Island. It's a cool place, man. I, I think, I, I think this will be a good weekend getaway for us and the wives. And yeah. And we can go visit Steve Silva. Yeah, I know. You know that somebody got their kidneys cut out. Down there in South Padre Island at this show. I don't think it was at this show. I think everybody wanted to do some different physical violence here, but yeah, there was a moment where, uh, I think somebody had their, their kidneys cut out while they were still awake and alive and they didn't give them the gene. What the fuck? What's wrong with people? Yeah. Tough acting, ten acting presenting the tug of war contest. We had the sponsor, didn't we? GTX. We're going to show you once again, some of the part that we could show you that was actually half-ass lit because once they got out to the beach, they were completely unlit. Watch that. They're going to show this again. Please do. No, they didn't show Luger's face down in it. Is Vampiro going to pin flare here? Oh my God. Here it is. Wow. Right into the surf. Pile driver in the surf. And the one, two, three. Oh my gosh, it's Terry Funk. What's he saying here? He said, Well, that doocy is the shit. If I do say so myself, if I do say so myself, if I do say so myself, hold up, stumble in the house, tuna, back all that mouth. That you had in the car talking about you, baddest bitch thus far, talking about you, be repping that verb, want to see all that shit I heard, knowing I sling clean in Clint Eastwood, hope you can handle this curve, foreplay in the foyer, fucked up my war hall, slid the panties, what the hell? <laughs> keep going, <laughs> keep going. Slid the panties right to the side. Ain't got no time to take drawers off on site. Catch a charge. I might beat the box up <laughs> like Mike. 
this is really a song. <laughs> In 97, like Ming, I bite. I'm Mike Turner. Turn up, baby. I know don't play. Now eat the cake. And it may. <laughs> I'm paying a little. <sighs> Say, eat the cake. And it may. I'm nice. For y'all to reach these heights, we're going to need G3, 4, 5, 6 flights. Sleep tight. We sex again in the morning. Your breakfast, breakfast is, is my breakfast. We're going in. We'd be all right. Oh, my God. Love. Love. Oh, they finally talk about love. About three stanzas, ten stanzas. We'd be all night. Love, love. Never tired. Never tired. Just like the Double Cross Ranch. I've been sipping. That's the only thing keeping me on fire. Me on fire. To me, it's feeling like all my entire life I've been drinking watermelon. <laughs> Did you slip the word in? <laughs> that word's actually in the song. Yes. Oh, my God. I want your body right here, Daddy. I want you right now. Can't keep your eyes off my fatty. Uh, Fatty. Fatty. Dude, uh, I'm going to need you to tell everybody uh, what you're going to do in the uh, again in the morning and what your breakfast is. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Hey, the chairman of WCW. What you going to do in the morning? Okay. We sex again in the morning. Your breast is, is my breakfasts. <laughs> we go in. We be all night. Love. Love. That's a good. I just needed the breakfast line. What's that? My God, that breakfast line. By the way, Laparka going to be a star cast. Yeah. You think he's going to uh, recognize you and try to hit you with a chair? I know. I don't know. If I think he is or not. Laparka's uh, a little bit uh, larger than he used to be when you see him, but he's still uh, he's changed his style. You know, he was uh, very much of a of a a high flying luchador could do some stuff, but now he's a brawler basically the Laparka that we've seen in MLW. Uh, and, uh, would you take a look at the size of Ming's Afro? It's serious. It is, man. It's, it's some, some work to be done on that. I would, I would, if, if I, if I had been a wrestler, I would have never wanted to wrestle Ming because he was a sweetheart of a guy. But what happened if you just did something wrong and made him mad? What would, well, <laughs> what would have happened? Why did he fucking eat you? That's right. <laughs> Hit him again. Go ahead. Oh, he's got him in the goozle. Oh, that's it. Goozle him down. One, two, three. That's there, buddy. Ming and all 14 inches of Afro. By the way, both of my dogs are here in the studio with me. Are they? Yeah. Hey, baby. Baby is your favorite non Shivani oh. dog, right? Oh yeah. She's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. Look at this out of control guy. Tank fucking Abbott, man. Who was tank? Uh, was he a, uh, ultimate fighting or MMA champion or something like that? Uh, he I mean, was never a champion, but he was definitely in the UFC. He was in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, 
he was a very odd guy. Yeah. David Flair told me that he was, he was weary of riding with him when he first came in the WCW uh-huh. because he knew that, I guess he's got a little Shivani in him because he said, Hey, if that guy wanted to do something to me, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I guess, you know, that line or what made me think of that story is this past weekend, you and I, when we were in Chicago, I said, Hey man, let's go to dinner before the show. So we went to dinner and you wanted to go to a steakhouse. So we went to a, a really great steakhouse, had a great time. And I got to hang out with my trademark attorney. He's helped me make a lot of news lately, accidentally, uh, Michael Dawkins. And anyway, while we're there or on the way there, he randomly just in the middle of the Uber ride, everything's quiet. He look over and he said, you know, about Efren, just randomly. I said, yeah. And he said, if he wanted to fuck me in the ass last weekend, I couldn't have stopped him. I thought it was the funniest Tony Schiavone line ever because it was a week prior. We haven't seen him. We haven't talked about him. He didn't come up in conversation. Everything's totally quiet. We're on our way to dinner and it just crossed your, I don't know if it was because we were out of the house or what, but it just crossed your mind. Like, you know what? He, he's a big boy. He could, he could have just took me to pound town and I couldn't have done anything about it. Well, I was just thinking about, you know, we had been chatting with Efren and I had done, I'd Skyped with him and been talking to him via email and I'd never seen him in person. And when you see Efren in person, you think, wow, he's a big guy. Right. And you know, my fear. So yeah. I don't know why they both kind of just hit my brain at the same time. And they did. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm full of random things like that. Uh, here he comes, Bill DeMott. No laughing matter. Humorous. Yes, this is uh, this is before uh, Misfits in Action, isn't it? Yes, it is. Misfits in Action was later on that year. With General Erection. Q.G. Erection. Q.G. Erection. Is David uh, Penzer going to be at uh, StarCast? I'd like to hope so. Okay. <laughs> I think here that David Pinter didn't know this was happening. You think, this was, do you think, uh, he's talking about jelly donuts. Why would you bring that up? Well, because it was, it happened when he was coach. Oh, that thing, that jelly donut thing. What do you think I was talking about? I don't know. I hmm. thought you were talking about maybe. Eat the cake, Annie Mae. So nice for y'all to reach these heights. We're going to need G3, four, five, six flights. Sleep tight. We sex again in the morning. Your breastesses is my breakfasts. Alrighty. Terry Funk, man. Terry Funk and Ric Flair on the show together. Lex Luger's on the show. Sting. Pretty good talent here, would you say? Hulk Hogan, and then we're going to end it up with Hulk Hogan against the wall. How about that? How about that for a main event? It's back in the time when we said, well, it's Hogan. Let's just put him on the main event. It'll mean something. Dude, I kind of forgot that Terry Funk was on this show, but let me just tell you, I'm excited that he is. 
Yeah. Terry Funk is uh Bruce Pritchard's favorite wrestler, and he's probably top five for me. Oh, I agree. Absolutely I agree. Just everything he did was just I make it It was entertaining. Yeah, Aaron very good. I was getting ready to say he could do no wrong, but everything he did was entertaining. <laughs> Look at him, man. He's could hardly climb up there, but it didn't matter. He just pushed himself. Was it him that we talked about that, that Terry Funk had absolutely no cartilage between it and his knees? It yes. had been worn down. It was just bone on bone. That's right. Good God. And that's why he walked the way he walked. I mean, imagine that the cartilage It's what cushions, you know, one bone to the other at your knee joint. Look at this. And he would try something like, <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Gonna try Hugh Morris's own move. Yeah, one of the greats. How's he doing health wise? Have you heard? You know, I hope he's doing okay. He's uh, he's agreed to come to Starcast. He wasn't able to make it last year. Had a little bit of a health scare, but I hope oh. he's doing okay. Oh, great! That is great. That is great news to have him come to Starcast. Huge, really teasing. You know, the thing I learned about recently, I don't even know that me and you've talked about this. I'll wait till it happens again. Okay. But there's a moment in a match that has a name and in all my years of wrestling fandom, I only learned this last weekend. Is it a move from Hugh Morris or is it from Terry Funk? Um, Hugh Morris was on the top, was, was teasing and getting on the top rope. Right. And he looked left and he looked right. Uh-huh. Like to the crowd. Good God. Oh, on the huh. floor, dude. Uh, is, are they on sand? Yeah, they're in sand. Do you know how but, hard that is? Oh yeah. People not only is the sand hard, the people have been standing on it, packing it in. So the movie look left, look right, right. What's the move? It's called a rat pivot. Yeah, you're making that up. No, I'm not. A rat pivot. So whenever a baby face or any wrestler, look uh -huh. at that sign on the shirt and the crowd says, fuck you, I'm from Texas. <laughs> and they had to shoot around it. Okay. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the deal is when a wrestler looks to the crowd and then looks to the other side, it's called a rat pivot because you're trying to see who all's out there. Uh, and is there anybody prime for the taking or somebody, you know, and when I called bullshit on this and said, no, nah, the rat pivot's not really a thing. Like you just made that up. Said wrestler said to me, why do you think Ricky steamboat sold to, sold to all four sides? And it was like a light bulb moment, like, holy shit. So then just to test it out. I asked a couple other guys, Hey man, what's a rat pivot. And they sent me pictures of when they were looking in the crowd. Wow. Rat pivot. I feel like I should play the NBC. The more, you know, logo. <laughs> Why do you think steamboat sold for all to all four sides? Ricky uh, Morton, one of the world's best sellers. He was doing yeah. rat pivot the whole time. Oh my God. He was selling on either side of the ring. I uh, thought he was trying to really sell 
you know, the, the pain and the impactfulness. Oh, here comes Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, he was not, he was trying to see where the rats at and doing a rat pivot. See who was in the stands tonight. Mostly who they knew. That's what they were looking for. Here we go. No laughing matter. Dustin Rhodes had come in. Terry Funk and Natty with a chair. There it is. And there's the disqualification. Come on, Dustin. Oh, there you go. That's pretty cool. Something out of the ordinary. The Rhodes family, the Funk family, long time bad blood. It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. And of course, why Terry Funk's a part of it. And how about this? A funk and a Rhodes. I discussed together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it does. Going to fight all the way out here. You know, when he was feeding with dusty, he had a shirt that said dusty sucks eggs, right? If he was feeding with gold dust, what do you think the shirt would have said? Gold dust sucks eggs. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here he goes to the top rope. Oh, oh. referee. What the fuck? Looks like Vito from the Sopranos son right there. <laughs> Look at f- what the fuck, dude. Holy it- shit. I think, uh, I don't know that Steiner could take any more steroids. He looked full right there. Boy, man. He, he looked, some people may say he looked chiseled, but I'd say he looked like he was ready to pop right there. And I probably, I would think it may have pissed Hulk Hogan off a little bit that you would go from that shot of Steiner looking that way. And it even made Hulk look small. Now Hulk is gigantic, but after that, anybody looks small. Am I right? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, largest arms in the world used to be the the real deal, but right right after that Scott Steiner vignette, I don't know. Yeah, I know. And of course, you know, there's a commercial break between them too. I know, but I don't think in, in Vince's world, it would ever been, if Hogan's the big star or superstar, it would have ever been positioned like that. So now he's cutting a promo here on the wall, which will be his opponent coming up. Later on in the show, uh, with the exception of the sting and that, that, that stupid fight in the pudding and the fight on the, on the outside, this hasn't been bad, right? No, this is fun. It's a fun yeah. show. It's, it's silly, crazy fun. all these spring break episodes were, and yeah. you know, we're watching this during spring break this year. So it's fitting. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time at uh, South Padre Island as well. As a matter of fact, if I recall, and I know I recall correctly, uh, Jimmy Hart and I uh, left South Padre Island that night after the show and drove towards Houston and spent the night somewhere and kept driving towards. And I think we worked in Houston uh, the next day for uh, a Thunder taping, if I recall, somewhere up in Texas. 
because we would do thunder tapings and we would do uh, tapings of WCW Saturday night. And here he comes. So now he's a, a producer or quote unquote, an agent for Vince. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently he's maybe even going to have a role bigger than that. I don't think the official titles actually, oh, there's Tylene Buck. Hey, you've seen her. Yes, I have. I think we ought to, we need, we need to, uh, we need to get in touch with Tylene. Don't you think now? I, I well, Yeah. Yeah. Just see how, how she's doing. I like to, you know, I like to stay in touch with, with people I used to work with. You know, uh, somebody that else that used to work with, I don't know how we're, I mean, I feel like we got to at least mention it. Jim Cornette. Uh huh. And, uh, he's a C2E2. And I don't know if you saw, but Sunday night, Mm -hmm. Eric Bischoff and Jim Cornette got into a Twitter spat. I did not. It was not Hmm. pleasant. Wow. Twitter spats usually aren't. I have to go on Eric's, uh, I have to go on Eric's feed and, and and read that. Well, you should probably look at Jim's. Okay. Look at Jim's. The deal is, and Roddy Piper said this on WWF TV a long time ago, and it really rang true on mm-hmm. Sunday. Don't throw rocks at a man holding a machine gun. Ah, uh, I think maybe Eric threw a rock. Ah, uh, okay. And rat a tat tat. Yeah. Cornette got in that ass. It's best just leave it alone, right? I mean, to me, Jim Cornette, who is maybe one of the best promos, not just in the history of the business, but in the history of God's green earth. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Right. It's almost like that dog snots on Christmas vacation. Uh huh. Uh, Clark is better if you just let him finish. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean? Like, uh, put just, just let him go. Whatever he wants to do, just do that. Yeah. And that's probably what he should have done. It all started over dick pills, by the way, I think. Did it really? Yeah. Cornette took a hard line, pardon the pun, and said he didn't want to sell dick pills. And I just said, ah, you know, me and you and Bruce and Eric, we're, you know, dick, we're blue chew for life. Sure we are. And, uh. Because we I, don't, I don't think Cornette took issue with that. You know, we're shilling for the spot. I mean, that's what I do. I show for sponsors and no big deal, but whatever. And, uh, Eric decided to just start taking shots. Oh, yeah. Really? Not polite ones, not respectful ones. And I thought they got along, which was weird. Like, I didn't know they had any sort of issue. Like I've never had a crossword with Jim Cornette. So, yeah. And well, Jim, I, and, Jim, Jim and I have gone back and forth, but it's all been in good fun. Yeah. Like, right. Really? I mean, I, I know that he has a reputation for being wild and over the top and all that, but when you like meet him in real, he's a fucking great guy. Yes, he is. And you so know? it's just weird that Eric just got at him. I mean, I don't know if they're working some sort of angle. I don't know, but holy shit. I, I was not smartened up. And mm. so when people started texting me, like, what's going on? I, was like, I don't know. I'm eating dinner with my family. What's going on? And they sent me a link and I was like, okay, that got real. Hmm. Wow. Well, I don't know. 
maybe it had something to do with the fact that we just all were very proud of what we were doing this weekend. And we were, I think we were proud of what we accomplished and. Well, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing, like everybody did well, you know, we, we sold a bunch of tickets and, and, uh, Cornette's sold his show out like weeks ago. So, I mean, everybody did well. I don't, I don't know. Well, see that smile from that, that they loved that, that butt wiggle shot for South Padre Island. Cause that's like the third time we've seen it today. Oh no. How much can we see of Evan courageous on this? Do you think uh, one time is plenty. Is this Eric where they, uh, decided to start mm-hmm. showing no, no's. Yeah. It's about time. They started showing no, no's. And I have a feeling that somewhere in the raw footage of the turn of the uh, WWE empire, unless they burn the tapes is the footage of the girl showing her no, no. Well, I mean, who, but we have the internet. Why would anybody dig through all those videos to see a no, no, you can, I mean, I could just Google no, no. Well, I know you could, well, and I get that, but just in a historic, I would like to see the reaction of everybody at that time. God, we got Kurt Hennig in this show too. Man, loaded with talent. This is not the main event, but it's the semi-main event, I guess, because we got Kurt coming to the ring and we're waiting on his tag team partner. And I'll let you describe who he is to everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, it's certainly uh, Scott Steiner. It's not him. Yeah, Scott Steiner is in the ring yeah. with Jeff Jarrett. Uh-huh. But who is Kurt's partner? Uh, he's trying to make a quick exit. Oh, here he is. It's buff Bagwell buff the stuff buff is late because he had his bag being shored in the back. And look at this coming in, giving everybody high fives. And now he's going at it. Hey, you know what? We did ask at the, I guess we should tell everybody at part of our low key, big hot get togethers. We had several run-ins from, uh, names from from wrestling past. And sure. when we went to the Italian restaurant on Friday night, we had a run in that interrupted our dinner that said, somebody say something about lasagna <laughs> and wildfire. Tommy rich, the former NWA heavyweight champion surprised everybody at the Italian family dinner. And then, uh, the next day while everybody's cutting promos uh, against the old TBS backdrop, wearing an old Ric Flair robe and sporting the big gold belt with you and your JCP jacket and a microphone, Ernest, the cat Miller popped in and Ernest as part of the Q and a, someone asked about a story we told here about buff Bagwell and his, um, uh, grooming habits. Right. And Ernest confirmed that. Yeah. That sounds like something buff would do. Right. Yeah. Which, which I was kind of shocked about. Yeah. Th- that story was brought up to Ernest and I thought Ernest would say, really? Nah, that couldn't happen. No that, way. That's what but I assumed. He, I thought it'd be, he would be like, dude, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard, but no, he went no. the other way with it. Yeah. So apparently it was common knowledge or not surprising that someone like buff would let his own mother, which is surprising in itself. I mean, shocking in itself that he would let his mom do it, but it's surprising in itself that he would even have it done. I just, I don't get that. I just don't get it. 
But that's just me. Boy, Scott Steiner. My God. How huge can a man be? Speaking of huge, Tylene's on the outside. What's her Twitter look like these days? Our Twitter? Hers. Her Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to. I'm going to just check in and see how things are going. Okay. And what's the Twitter for her? Uh, at the Tylene Buck. At the Tylene Buck. Oh, I'm going to need you to just go ahead and read that first tweet for everybody. Okay. I'll, I'll get to it here in a second. And, uh, really looking forward to this. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I kind of thought that, uh, kind of thought that when we were trying to decide who would, uh, who would come out to our low key, big hog event, I, I kind of thought maybe Tylene Buck. You're going to read that tweet, Tony. Okay. Hang on. It's at the Tylene Buck. How long does this take? Okay, my replica vagina is craving to be roughed up. <sighs> she got, yeah. Wow. You said that out loud. People heard you. Fitness, fitness WCW Major Guns, Adult Entertainer, Bookings, Tylene gmail.com. Lives out in California. Bless her heart. She's trying hard to make a buck, isn't she? Nothing wrong with that. I have a feeling she's making some bucks. I have a feeling she is too. She had she, a, she had a sale the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, are you she, why are you laughing? Just the way, just the way you said it. And the way it was kind of just put into this conversation here, she had a sale the other day. <laughs> well, well, it's true. She had a uh, 20% off panties and okay. 20% off replica. Okay. I'm not going to say the word, but okay. Uh, what's funny is when I look at her pictures, it looks like her panties are a hundred percent off. <laughs> huh? Oh, well. Who knows? She had a sale the other day. They were lining up to get in. <laughs> oh, what's Bagwell? Hmm. You know, you know, you fucked up when you are banned from Starcast. You have to be a, really be a fuck up for that. Hey, Big Vito does not banned. He's a nice no, guy. No, I like Big Vito. And what's he doing here? Who's he talking to? Who the fuck you talking to, Big Vito? And why are you talking about the WCW back on track to be number one in the ratings and in the people's hearts? He's trying. He's going to get WCW back on track, number one in the ratings and in people's hearts. All right. Well, good for you, man. Good for you. Cause you know, of all the things I think about that could have potentially turned WCW around big vetoes at the top of the list. Really? Yeah, he sure is. Him he and, is one of them. Him and Van Hammer and Evan courageous. Absolutely. And the young dragons. Wait, 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 wait. You can't just say Evan courageous. Say it, say the full name. Evan, nothing happening. Courageous. Oh, see you're, you're switching up. You used to say nothing happening. Evan courageous. Okay. Nothing happening. Evan courageous. There you go. 
Thank you. I wonder where he is. I wonder why he hasn't come out of the woodwork to, to try to, I don't know. Here's a spoiler at the low key big hog get together in 2020. I'm going to have him do a run in and kick you in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah. Bring his ass. See what's going on. See if he can get off the UPS truck or maybe he's a mailman in California or somewhere or North Carolina. Whoa. Hell of a bump here. Hell of a gimmick bump, but still hell of a bump. Throwing crowbar down. The wall, man. We're making him to a badass, and he's facing Hulk Hogan. I mean, you got to be the biggest match in Wall's career, right? I think, yeah, I would think so. He's American, made. I never did remember the the song. I knew it was called American Made that he came out to for us. I always remember Rick Derringer's. He is a real American. I'm a real American. Can I tell you that I had, uh, the first argument I ever had with Cody Rhodes <laughs> was about which Hulk Hogan theme was better. I thought real American was better and he is not having it. He likes this one. Yeah. A lot better. Really? Yeah. Here, here, uh, maybe some of our listeners don't remember what it sounded like. Here's the beginning. You know what? I, I, I agree with you. I think that I, it's all where you, when you grew up and yeah. what you're watching when you're younger well, and I get that. What was great is when, uh, Tommy rich told you that he grew up, you know, watching you on TV <laughs> and, uh, you were the voice of his childhood. <laughs> Tommy rich is a hilarious guy. I mean, he had us in stitches. And Cassio went and picked him up and Cassio t- came to me. He said, I want to, I want to drive him around everywhere now. Just absolutely hilarious. The Sunday surprise was, uh, Tracy Smothers. And to me, Tracy was our funniest guest of all. Cause everybody dies. You love the everybody dies bit. I do. And you love him dancing to the FBI stuff. I showed you old clips and yeah. Guys like, like, you know, guys like Tracy and, and Tommy rich, uh, Ernest Miller, who was great with the stories that everybody captivated, but you know, Tommy rich, you're talking about old school guy who's seen a lot and gone through a lot. And, and, in, you know, his, his wife, uh, Terry was there with us and they had been married 40 years. How about that? 40 years. I expected, you know, since Tommy had been in the business so long that maybe he was on like you know, maybe his third wife or something. I didn't know, but they had been married 40 years, which tells me that they, you know, through a lot of his career, they were married when he was a matinee idol in Georgia championship. Somebody say something about getting married, dude. What if Tommy rich became an ordained minister? (laughs) How How about that? How great would that be? That would be. Well, you're an ordained minister, right? Yeah. And Cassio is right. Yeah. 
So is Bruce. Bruce. So which tells me that anybody can be an ordained minister. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, it is. Come on now. What do you got to do? Just go down and fill out a form and pay 30 bucks. Nope. And get some holy water sprinkled on you. And Hey, you're a minister. Is that it? Why are you being like that? Well, I mean, come on. Come on. Cassio, Bruce Pritchard's an ordained minister. Bruce Pritchard's an ordained. What's wrong with this picture? Jesus. I just don't get it. But I have to say, these two guys are really lighting it up, aren't they? In this match? Okay. The wall. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the wall. No, no, I know you're not, but this, oh. this, this is one of those things where you try to build up a guy, big, bad, strong, destructive. Let me tell you, not, Hulk Hogan still looks good here. Oh, of course he does. That Hulk Hogan hair is iconic. The yellow mustache with no wrist tape, dude. It looks weird. Didn't even think about that until you brought it up. I mean, I just keep looking at him like something's off and it's just very obvious. Oh, choke slam time. Hulk's talking to him. Get the cameras off. There you go. Oh, wow. Not a good choke slam. No, not good at all. Uh Oh. Turn around, Dave Silva in the audience. They turn around, man. Let me tell you, one of the funniest things that happened at Loki Big Hard Weekend is when we went to Rocket City Wrestling and Cassio Kid was furious at our friend Doug Markham, who was a referee for them. Because whenever Doug would turn his back, the heels would start doing dastardly things. Right. And Cassio at the top of his lungs would yell, Turn around, Doug! <laughs> Doug! Doug, he's cheating. Turn around, Doug. Oh, that was great. Good time ahead by all. Oh my God. He came back up. He came back up after he hooked up. After he walked around the circle, the wall came right back up. By the way, in August, uh, rocket city wrestling is doing a little, uh, convention here in Huntsville. Really? So they're going to bring in names from the past. Bruce came last year. Are you interested in coming this year? I no, I don't think so. Just cause you don't like Huntsville. What, what no, if, what if no. I told you people would be dressed up like anime? <laughs> Calling for the bell. No, oh, what kind of fucking crazy ass finish is this? Vampira and Hogan together. What's up with that? I guess this is the payoff from what we saw earlier when Vampire went through a table and just jumped right up. Yeah. Didn't sell shit. You know why? Cause he's the fucking wall. Look at him eyes. Oh my. <clears throat> he just went through the table and jumped up like nothing happened. I know because he's the fucking wall, man. And this is how the show goes off the air. With Vampiro yeah. and Hulk Hogan cleaning house on the fucking wall. Yeah. And then you guys went dark for a week, clip show, and then we were back with a little reset button with Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff. And we're going to hit the reset button next week and bring you a brand new show 
here on what happened when stay tuned to Twitter and uh, look for a poll. We're going to have a poll up over at, at WHW Monday. He is at Tony Shivani 24 and I am at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And we are out of time. According to my clock here, Tony, we are out of time because I know I sling Clint Eastwood. Hope you can handle this curve for playing the foyer fucked up by my Warhol, slid the panties right to the side ain't got the time to take the drawers off on site in 97. I bite. I'm Mike. I'm Turner. Turn up, baby. No, I don't play. I said, eat the cake, Annie Mae. We six again in the morning. Your breakfast is, is my breakfast. And we're out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We're on the MLW Radio Network as well as on Patron. Promotional considerations paid for by the following. Hey there. You hear about BoxingGimmicks.com? With new items each week, it's the official store of what happened when. Something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on to get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. Or something for your sake. And by Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hog? Or glass bottom boat rider? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express? Shoot, or the Slap Dick Nation. You can join Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And by LowesRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from what happened when right now. And by StarCast 2, coming to Las Vegas, May 23rd through the 26th, as part of Double or Nothing Weekend. Go to StarCast.com for more information. Thank you.